Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We are, again, taking a little break from our case series to have a guest on today that is kind of different than the ones that we usually have, but we're really excited to to have this little interruption in our case series. But before we do that, let's talk about our weekly insight. This past week was fallback time where we change our clocks back by an hour. And I have to say, I love this time of the year really because my husband's a farmer, as I've talked about in the past, and he works based on the sun. So that means that he is home more because the sun sets at like 4.30 here in the Northeast. <laughs> so it just is a signal to me that he his season is is slowing down a little bit and he's a bit more present because we actually figured it out that he's worked seven days a week since like April. Uh, you know, Sundays are a little bit of a slower day for him, but he still goes to the farm for a few hours. Uh, we do bring the kids on Sundays, uh, but then he still has to work. So I am so excited that this part of the year is coming where my husband is not as busy and he's home a little bit more with the family. Uh, I love that for you, Dr. Z. I always think of you on daylight savings time because I know it's a big shift in your family life and you get a little bit more of John. You get, you get winter John back. <laughs> yeah. I always joke, guys, that I have two husbands. I have summer John and winter John. So winter John is coming and I'm so happy. How about you, Dr. L? Are you as big of a fan of daylight savings as me? I have to say I am not. It doesn't really impact my family life in the same way. And I just don't love when it's already dark when I'm I'm leaving work to drive home. To me, it just feels like the day is finished. So then it just, I don't know, it's hard to have the same energy when you get home and, and the, the whole day just feels like it ends earlier. So it's not always my favorite, but I do love gaining the hour versus losing the hour. And I'm hoping everything goes smoothly with Teddy's sleep this time. But he, he, I think he knows he's been kind of pushing um, bedtime lately this week, which usually he, he goes to bed very easily. We don't even really have like a set bedtime routine. He just, he gets tired. He pops down in his crib. He goes right to sleep. That's it. But he's been fighting bedtime a little bit this week. So kind of naturally we've been pushing back bedtime a little bit. He's been saying no bed, no bed, stay up and running around like a crazy man. So <laughs> We've been pushing bedtime, which hopefully will work out for daylight savings. You know, those sleep specialists do say that like by the, by you want to keep pushing it by like 10 minutes every day so that by Saturday night, you're an hour ahead of the time and then you have the balance. So listen, Teddy is just in tune with the universe, Dr. L. <laughs> I think so. He's just doing it for me. Uh, so now we're gonna, so excited. We're being joined by Dr. Jacob Weiss today, and he is a hand-eye body specialist, and he has developed this really interesting program where he's developed a lot of different coordination charts and different ways to get your hand, eyes, and body all moving together in a very unique way. Jacob Weiss is the founder of Hand-Eye Body Academy, a social enterprise with a mission to help people learn how to move better, focus better, and function better by teaching hand-eye coordination exercises that are creative, fun, and accessible for all abilities. Since graduating from Princeton University and completing his PhD in biomedical informatics at Vanderbilt University, Dr. Weiss has developed and shared his interactive training programs with teachers, therapists, coaches, and organizations around the world. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jacob Weiss. We are so excited to have you join us this morning. And to get started, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about how you became so interested in the hand-eye-body coordination piece. 
Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And it really evolved uh, uh, kind of organically with, with some aha moments. Uh, my background, my PhD is in biomedical informatics from Vanderbilt University. And my focus was on the collaborative design for online tools and platforms for health and wellness. So how do you get all different partners in the community involved? How do you listen to families and patients and really get, get a more uh, community-driven approach uh, to creating new uh, online uh, platforms? And the other half of my life and career has been as a professional juggler. And I learned to juggle when I was 10 years old. Uh, after I finished my PhD, I started a social enterprise using juggling, uh, both for uh, doing uh, events and entertainment and team building at corporate events. And then every time we're brought into a corporate event, we will donate a program uh, to a nonprofit in the community. And so a lot of the, the giving back piece out in the community, we do workshops and teaching. And I, I'd be developing different ways. How do I give this experience uh, uh, really quickly uh, in a short time. And so I come up with different ways to you know, not focus on the three ball juggling, but what can I do that's accessible with one or two balls uh, more quickly? And so I started developing the different exercises and, and approaches. And, and it, my aha moment was, you know, if, if this kind of, if, you know, if juggling were more uh, accessible, what would it look like? It wouldn't look like juggling. Right, and I started realizing if you, if you take out the, some of the juggling balls and you have one or two, you have more room to add in more full body movement and cognitive exercises that you know something anyone can do. You know, I wouldn't go into a senior center where we're work, where you know, where it's a group of 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 the residents there with with dementia and try to teach them three ball juggling in thirty minutes. <laughs> it, it, that doesn't make sense but I would be able to go in and do really fun exercises with just one ball each where they're passing it back and forth and doing different patterns. And the staff there would say, you know, they would describe that they haven't seen them light up like that in months. And so it, it really evolved organically realizing all of the, the benefits that I've gotten over my life from the juggling, from the, the coordination to the mindfulness, all the different benefits can be accessed more accessibly by more people if presented and broken down in the right way. And then combining that with my approach to collaborative uh, online health and wellness and how can I share resources for this kind of approach online and get, you know, collaborate, bring in other perspectives because the real power of what I do is all share different ideas and patterns of movement but then if you combine it with your expertise in vision therapy or if someone else combines it with their expertise with Montessori students or uh hockey goalie coach uh right when you combine these ideas a lot of what I do it really is you know there are more ways to throw and catch a ball than you realize and when you combine that with with other types of patterns other types of expertise uh, that's where a lot of the magic happens. Right. I think it's really important to highlight that, you know, juggling, when people think of juggling, they're like, oh, I can't do that, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. not something I could do. I probably couldn't do it, you know, with multiple balls. Like, that's not something I probably could do, but I can do it with one or two. And I think the key here is 
getting both sides of the body moving, right? At the very basic um, is getting both sides of the body talking to each other, coordinating with each other. And all of these movements are learned, right? Like you can start, you, you can take any person and improve their skills. And that's really what the aim is. Now, tell us a little bit about like why, from your standpoint, it's important to work on the coordination of our hands, eyes, and body. Like what are the effects that you see and why are you so passionate about getting people to coordinate those three pieces? Uh, well, I mean, even what you just touched on there, there, there are so many benefits. So one, and actually where I, where a lot of this out of is the mindset, right? When you see something and say, oh, I can't do that before you've even tried it, <laughs> that's if you get into that mindset, that's going to cut you off from other opportunities in anything you do. And so if you can see something and say, oh, I can't do that. And then realize, okay, let me give it a try. Let me break it down. Let me, let me try a little bit and realize, oh, wow, here's a move I, I didn't expect to be able to do, but now I'm doing it. Then you can use that as that anchor uh, for other uh, experiences uh, that you're working on or, or other big projects you want to tackle. So that mindset piece, uh, while it's kind of in the background with a lot of the, the movement elements uh, and, and the physical and mental benefits, it, it still is really core to, to a lot of this. Um, but, but just, you know, there's both, even just from the juggling, there's studies showing that learning to juggle can increase the gray and white matter in your brain. So you've got the neuroplasticity elements and, and you can do, you can feel that same learning process with one or two balls. It doesn't have to be three, right? It's the learning process of, of learning something new. So, so there's the, you know, building those pathways, uh, the neuroplasticity, and then there's, there's just real practical uh, benefits of, uh, especially like for, if you're working on sports that require hand-eye coordination, right? From golf to basketball to, to hockey, right? Making a quick catch, being able to dribble the ball while have spot looking around the court uh, and keeping your eyes up. It's, it's the vision, it's the proprioception, your body awareness, right? It's not always about just the, what your eyes see, it's your eyes are part of a whole system where you have to have that body awareness and sometimes you're using your eyes and then you switch to not using your eyes um, to, to just everyday things from driving a car, right? I often will say when we talk about juggling, uh, you know, people saying they can't do it. Juggling is way easier than driving a car because driving a car, you've got two hands that you're using on the wheel. You've got one foot controlling two different pedals. You're changing the air conditioning, maybe turning back to, to look at the kids who are making noise in the back, you're looking at your rear view mirror, you're looking at all the spotting the signs, the other cars on the road, looking far ahead, then down to your speedometer, back up, right? So your vision and being able to change focus and process all that information, that's way harder coordination <laughs> than the juggling. So uh, all those kind of things. And I, the other example I like to, to describe that everyone has experienced is you know, if you're stepping off of a curb or off of stairs and you think there's one more stair or you think the curb's a different height and your leg kind of gives up because you, you, your brain had calculated the height wrong, right? You can injure your leg just by stepping off a curb. Well, that's, that's not just your ability to walk. It's did, you did your eyes see correctly? Did your brain process 
correctly how, how high it told your foot and leg to move. And so you have to get your, your eyes, your brain, and your body all working together uh, for injury prevention on daily basis and for athletes. So it, like I said, a lot of the exercises that I share, you take the concepts and the drills, and then you apply them with your own expertise in your field. Same thing if, if you're an individual who's practicing and improving uh, these abilities, you you can do it, one, just for fun, right? It can be make exercise and movement fun, but you can also work on more specific functional goals that you're going for. If you're a senior who struggles with falls, then you can, uh, you can do that. What, one of uh, the coaches that I work with who works with uh, someone who uh, would was struggling, uh, like looking back, turning their head while driving, right? And they use one of the coordination charts and exercises to practice turning their head back both ways and help them be more functional with their driving. So it really is is taking it and and applying it to whatever function and goal that you have in your life. I I really love that your your program is really geared towards anybody, right? You know, one of the questions we had sent you was, who is this designed for? And the the answer really is, anybody can benefit from working through your program and your coordination charts, because everybody needs to have good eye-hand-body coordination all throughout the day with our many tasks that mm-hmm. we that we have to encounter throughout our day. And when you are designing your program, um, for someone that you're working with, ideally, how many exercises are you giving them at a time to work through? And how many times a week are you recommending working through those? What does the, the program itself look like? So a lot of what I'm focused on now is building the main program as a program for teachers and trainers and coaches, therapists to incorporate with their students and clients. So I've shifted from doing it as much of, of direct uh, to the individuals uh, myself, but, but what it, so in that sense, how much you're doing it is based on your own coaching and your own teaching uh, and what your judgment is with your students, right? So most of the teachers and coaches that I'm working with already are giving drills and giving practice and, and whatever uh, the, their work with their their clients. And this is just one other piece they can mix in. Some of the ways I, I, I recommend using it are, for example, as a warm-up, right? You can do it as a short warm-up, one minute to five minute warm-up before going into the rest of your practice. So that could be done between before mixed in to every practice uh, that you have. It could also be done as a rest day, right? So if you're really physical with your workouts or practice on other days and you have a rest day scheduled in, that rest day can still be less physically uh, intense on your body, but can incorporate more of your vision and brain mixed with a little bit of body movement still. Uh, It could be done uh, as a transition between sets or as a station, right? So a lot of uh, folks who, for example, work with uh, Parkinson's and have stations set up with different exercises, they can mix in a different one of my exercises or charts to keep it fresh and new at that station. Uh, So it can be just a few minutes a day. It can be used as that brain break when when you need it uh, on demand, Uh, but it can also be some of the PE teachers, for example, 
will do a whole week session on hand-eye coordination and, and use my exercises as the focus for that week or as, as you know, the first 15 minutes of every class for a couple weeks uh, kind of thing. So uh, it, it's really as much or as little as makes sense for you. Um, you can get, I think that you can get benefit from it, even like I said, just as a short warm up or as a brain break, uh, just as a mindfulness element to step away from your desk. If you're on Zoom all day and, and you need to stretch your, your body and your eyes and your brain all at the same time and, and just get away from that, you know, do it, do one of the exercises for a few minutes. Uh, and that's the thing. People are applying them in so many different ways based on their own needs that I don't really, I give suggestions on types of ways you can use it, but don't, it's not, everything I do is not prescriptive. So I don't say do this for 10 minutes a day and you'll get this benefit, right? It's, it's more exploratory. It, it's nonlinear. You can try some of this and play with some of this. And, and it gives you that opportunity to feel your body and brain working in, in new ways that, that again, you can use it just for the play with, you know, kids in school, play is learning, right? Uh, you can, so that it's uh, uh, as, as much or as little as makes sense for me, when I was a kid, I got into this stuff and would do it for hours at a time. Uh, so it, it really, uh, it really can, can, can range um, uh, because a big part is, is, is it fun for you, right? If it's not fun, don't keep doing it. <laughs> there are other exercises you can do that you have to grind through. This is all about uh, doing it and challenging yourself. So you might at first feel frustrated with, with not being able to do movement, but you're still having fun with the process um, and, and working on getting there and feeling that progress a little at a time. So uh, long answer, but, but uh, hopefully that gives a little more perspective on it. This episode is brought to you by Luminous. For over 50 years, Luminous has developed innovative gold standard devices for eye care, like the first SLT laser, the first argon laser photocoagulator, and the revolutionary dual path SLT and YAG laser. Luminous, the inventor of intense pulse light, or IPL, is proud to announce the first and only IPL system to receive FDA approval for management of dry eye disease and to launch OptiLite, a bright solution for dry eyes. OptiLite uses Luminous's patented optimal pulse technology to allow consistent, precise, and controlled treatment. If your patients suffer from dry, gritty, tired eyes, and dry eye disease due to meibomian gland dysfunction that is impacting their quality of life and their vision, OptiLite puts the power for treating dry eye disease in the palm of your hand. OptiLite breaks the dry vicious cycle of inflammation and delivers improvement in tear breakup time and other clinical signs of dry eye disease. To learn how you can elevate dry eye management with OptiLite, visit Luminous.com slash OptiLite. I think it's wonderful that it's like you said, it's not prescriptive. It's you, it's really just getting the word out that if you coordinate your eyes, your, your body and your mind, you're going to see benefits in attention in how you function and all of the, you know, and it's applicable to everybody, especially in this day and age, we're just not moving our body the ways that we should be. And I think that's really part of your goal, right? Is like, get up, mm -hmm. get moving, get off the computers, yes. use both yes. sides of the body, right? Like 
and this is what's so important, especially after this past, I mean, it's almost two years now mm -hmm. that we're going into this pandemic, mm -hmm. but everyone is so much more sedentary and getting mm -hmm. um, the body moving from our perspective, right? We see it with our kids that they just don't have the eye-hand coordination that they used to, because instead of picking up, let's say simple, something simple as like pick up sticks that we played as a kid, now they do it on an iPad. Like they, mm -hmm. they pick up the sticks, but like with their finger and they're just moving it versus moving their whole body. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I really love that you, your approach is not one size fits all. It's, Hey, if you can do this a few minutes a day, you're going to reap some benefits. Uh, you know, and everyone always says like, Oh, I'm too busy. I can't add anything in, but we're all guilty of like, scrolling on social media, right? <laughs> and taking a break from work or from school to be on a device, whereas they could just do this quick, fun thing and there's some added benefits. So if they follow, oh, sorry, you were going to go. Oh, well, I was going to say, and that that's why I like working with other teachers and coaches and therapists, uh, because it, it's a holistic approach. You have to know what makes sense for an individual, what, what their goals are, what their limitations of schedule are whatever it is right and so so i don't have the time to go into that with everyone all around the world when i'm doing these programs online so that's why i really believe that that power comes from uh that now there's some you can still do it and get benefit just learning directly from me but if you have you know if your therapist or or teacher or or coach are incorporating this they know you really well and know what you're gonna enjoy they know what you should be working on it so uh, so it so really thinking uh broad in that way and, and the other thing you said just about getting the word out yeah it you know it's like kind of like i just said at the very least it's like let people know that there's more than one way to keep it interesting throwing and catching a ball way more thousands of more ways than you realize uh to keep it fun and new um and that novelty is is important and and, and just the awareness like what I'm doing with the coordination charts. If you ask a person on the street what a vision chart is, oh yeah, you've got that big letter and then you've got the next row and it keeps getting smaller, right? So, so they know the charts for visual acuity, right? Of, is it blurry or not? There's no reason that the public shouldn't say when they see uh, the coordination charts like the ones I'm sharing uh, of a bunch of different symbols on a page and you show that and, there's no reason that everyone in the world shouldn't also say, oh yeah, when you see something like that, whatever the symbol is, whatever it means, you do a movement based on that symbol. That's not common knowledge, right? So, so part of what I'm doing, like with, as I'm, I'm getting more out with the charts is it, it's not like you have to use this exact thing. You have to do this exact exercise. It's getting people to realize, hey, there are ways that you can very easily incorporate the vision and cognitive elements in an accessible way in whatever you're doing in your practice, right? And, and so that, that getting the word out is just as much a part of my mission as these specific exercises or charts that I'm teaching. And I love that awareness that you are, are building in this area. And if you could, could you share just one of your favorite activities with us quickly that everyone out there listening could try to follow and do themselves? Okay, well, well, this will be one um, without uh, a chart. And, and I can actually describe it because you can do this just from, from uh, hearing what I'm describing 
in part because it uses your eyes closed. So this is about uh, proprioception, right? That's your body's awareness of where it is in space. It's, you know, if you close your eyes, you can touch your nose with your finger, that kind of thing. So this is a, one of my favorite exercises is the drop and catch challenge that I teach uh, in Hand-Eye Body Academy. You will take a ball or a bean bag and hold it in one of your hands and then close your eyes. So from the beginning, you're gonna close your eyes and you're gonna move the, the, the ball around, hold it up around eye level and you, you move it around uh, somewhere in front of your face, just randomly moving it until you decide to stop. So your eyes are closed, you stop the hand. Now with your hand stopped there, move your other hand around waist or belly level and try to align it where you feel it aligns under the ball. And so once you feel that alignment, pause for a second, breathe, and then open your hand on top to drop the ball and then catch it in your other hand. So what you're feeling, it almost feels like a, a trust ball with yourself. You're like, whoa, how did that work? Right? So I love that as a way for people who say, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not coordinated, right? To realize even without looking, even without your vision, your body and brain are more coordinated than you realize. And so it kind of is that aha moment to say, okay, wait, I can do it. And then again, for, for coaches and, and teachers realizing, you know, that's not a traditional throw and catch exercise that they teach. There's a lot of variety that you can create that make it fun and different. Uh, and so that just gives that, that feeling and that aha moment uh, that you can run with. What I, we were, for those listening, I know this is audio, both Dr. L and I were doing it with the pen. Um, <laughs> to tell you, but, but that's, but that, that exercise is a, such a great one because like you said, it really gets the, the mind and the body awareness that they're connected. We're all connected. And if you're off, then you keep learning and you train mm -hmm. and you adapt. And that's, that's uh, what it's all about is challenging ourselves to be better. Now, you have some exciting things happening down the pipeline. Tell us about what is launching um, this week. Yeah, so uh, I have, and you can follow, uh, you know, if you look back on my Instagram, I've got a lot of free exercises, a lot of exercises with the balls and bean bags and different ways to move with that. This uh, month and this week, I'm launching a new set of the hand-eye body coordination charts. And again, these are charts where it's got different symbols that, that facilitate different styles of movement. So one chart is left and right arrows for bilateral coordination. And then each arrow is colored differently and you can map different movements based on each color and direction. So you've got those dual tasking elements with your vision and movement. Uh, and then other charts are designed uh, for other things, some for more vertical movement, some more around amplitude of movement some more around uh, arithmetic and counting mixed with movement. Uh, so it's a whole different, uh, well-rounded set of charts. And, it, and what it is, they're printable PDFs that you can download and print and, and use for yourself uh, and just immediately set up. I've got an exercise library with all different ideas of exercises and tutorials that you can do with all the different charts uh, and a master class on really how to think about using them, especially as a professional in your practice, from how do you support students, how do you guide them? 
All of these options are so wonderful. Jacob, I can't wait to share all of this with our listeners. I will link everything in the show notes so they can follow you on Instagram and as well as your website, www.handibody.com. So everybody go and check out all of the wonderful resources that Jacob is creating and has created. And we will chat with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020, and follow us on Instagram. For additional content, check out our practice, Twin Forks Optometry, on both Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.